I have been waiting for this section for a year. So. <laughs> a year? Yeah. Oh God, she's gonna she's gonna question me. I can already feel it. <laughs> There's like four scenes that I'm doing a podcast for, and one of the scenes is this section. Because it's delight delights me. Oh great! I am gonna get a lot of questions. from inside the walls this is episode 51 golden fool chapters 10 through 14 and i'm rachel a rereader i'm Alyssa, a rereader i'm jenny and i'm a rereader i'm eli and i'm a rereader <laughs> i thought you were gonna mess it up i'm ashley and i'm a new reader <laughs> <laughs> and i'm joey a first time audiobook listener <laughs> all right we have no housekeeping today because i want to get straight into all of this great drama from this section uh heads up there are going to be spoilers for live ship in our discussion uh because we're reading chronologically and that's this is going to come up so sorry if you're avoiding that okay who's up first chapter 10 chapter 10 is resolution so the intro is a missive to shade from one of his spies and it is literally one of the best pieces of investigative journalism <laughs> i have personally ever read according to the scroll the pale woman and her closest followers set sail with a bunch of memory stone in the last days of the red ship war and were never seen from again obviously they must have been killed by dragons but like everyone else the end <laughs> As Fitz walks through the warren of spy tunnels in Buckkeep, he contemplates his many problems as undisputed skill master of the realm. But that's not a problem for today, says Fitz. Today, I spy on a little girl. <laughs> Looking through his peephole, we get another glimpse into the strife within the out-island contingent. Eliania and Piotta are discussing Dutiful's rude behavior during the Stones game and how they can manage to keep the young prince's interest in Eliania. Eliania would rather knife the boy than be nice to him any longer. <laughs> oh, how well that would benefit your mother and sister, says Piotta. Fitz hilariously thinks about how she's acting more mature and that it must be her time that she's spent in Buckkeep society. <laughs> My God, Fitz. <laughs> Piotta wants Eliania to appear unbothered, and then the servant Hinja pops up to say she better get flirty and dirty if she wants to get anywhere. <laughs> If he gets a child on someone else, then you and yours are finished. Eliania responds that she cannot win that way, as the prince is used to being among girls as sweet as spoiling fish. So instead of being sweet, she'll use the whip. Oh, shit. Crack it. After exhausting, uh, after the exhausting spying that Fitz has been through, he has a big B-fast with his BFF, LG. They talk about how uh, the upcoming pleasure ride that Dutiful promised Lady Vance has turned into a gay affair with everybody who is anybody invited. Fitz goes to clean up the dishes, and it's anybody 
it's all that anyone is talking about. Uh, you'd think that Dutiful and Misadvantage were already engaged. The more interesting thing, though, to Fitz is that he spies Hincha running off to do errands in Buckkeep Town. <gasps> it's a servant doing errands in town? <laughs> Scandalous. Suspicious. Suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing pictures now. It's Henry Cavill, not Ashley Back at- Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> Back at LG's crib, the Golden Lord awaits Fitz with fashion. But I'm already dressed, cries Fitz. <laughs> Apparently, all the other fops in town have been hiring their own bodyguard servants because Lord Golden is clearly the coolest cat around and people are sheep. <laughs> Lord Gel- Golden wants to remind everyone that an imitation cannot compare to the original, and so now Fitz is bedecked in a showy blue outfit with pleading on the arms that open up to show off different shades of blue. He looks like some kind of flirty bird. Uh, <laughs> probably like Henry Cavill stuffed into one of Jaskier's outfits. Jeez. <laughs> the long-awaited horse ride brought with it the inevitable confrontation between Eliana and Dutiful. Long story short, she did bring the whip, and it was awesome. Eliana was late to the show, ensuring that she took center, center stage when she did arrive. Upon her arrival, Piata declared that she is 12, not 11. <laughs> Suck on that. <laughs> oh. But don't, because she's still Hot. a child. Hot. <laughs> makes a huge yeah, difference. Right. The Out Islands is so harsh that they don't even give you a name until you start count- or st- start counting your age until you're already one years old. Eliana then goes on to say that she was a Narcheska from birth, but Dutiful isn't even king-in-waiting yet, so he may never even become king. Maybe it's not a good match at all. The one-two punch is then followed by Eliana not allowing Dutiful to help her get on her horse. Then the pleasure ride, in which he ignores the prince like he's sitting at the children's table. After the grand royal ride, we get the promise of some tasty news from Bingtown. Chalced has been beaten back enough that some ships were able to get through to, to, to Buckkeep. Lord Golden hurriedly runs away, exclaiming something about apricot brandy and leaving Fitz <laughs> to his own devices. His thoughts immediately turn toward Hap, and so he makes his way to the stuck pig, hoping to run into the kiddo. Instead, he runs into his boy's lady friend's pop-pop. He's angry. <laughs> Your demon ruined my daughter. <laughs> blah 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 in response Fitz prudently threatens the man's life you're doing great sweetie <laughs> Jeez. then the two of them head to Jenna's to look for Hap haven't seen him she shouts before slamming the door in Fitz's face if his nose hadn't already been smashed flat surely it would have been broken again right then and there oh. Svanja's father then stalks off into the snowstorm all, all the while continuing to yell and shake his fist at Fitz He's doing, he's doing great. He is doing great. <laughs> you know, this section was, is rough for Fitz. <laughs> yeah. It's not his best. Like, shut the fuck up or I knife you. I love that. He's like, well, I, the only, I only have two ways to solve the problem. And one is poison and one's a knife. <laughs> Your demon ruined my dog. <laughs> Fitz is like, your daughter ruined my son. 
Yeah, right. Wait, doesn't he? She's. He says something about not this not being the first time that like a dude has like. I I think that he said the way he said it was, my daughter doesn't get along with girls. Only hangs out <laughs> with boys. She has definitely, as I suspected, been around the block a few times. Look, just because she hangs out with boys doesn't mean she went all the way. And even if she did, what ifs? She's young. She has a lot of. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not slut shaming. I'm just saying like he, this dude's like, he, he must be angry all the time. (laughs) (laughs) This is just like thing of the week, you know? Maybe this is the first time where he's like, I think they're actually doing it as opposed to her just being kind of enamored by others previously. She's going to go third base this time. Oh God. Look, if there wasn't any Uh, good birth control, I'd be worried too. (laughs) <laughs> so this very helpful illustration of Henry Cavill stuffed into an Edwardian suit uh, <laughs> is exactly how Fitz probably feels stuffed <laughs> into the clothing that I just thought that he's like yes okay. <laughs> he is stuffed into that thing he just looks weird he looks like a sausage that's because that's because men of higher rank in that time period did not have muscles that did that. <laughs> did that. <laughs> <laughs> they looked more uh, like uh, Lord Golden. Yes, slight. With maybe a belly. Squidgy, soft men of of the empire. Yeah, little brandy pooch. I do love that everybody is trying to copy Lord Golden with his bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and so now it's not even like weird that he's there. Yeah. It's just Fitz is, one of Fitz, many bodyguards. Fitz has been reduced to a pair of Air Jordans. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that outfit sounded really killer. <laughs> yeah, it was because it was it was uh pleated and not slashed. They were like different they were alternating color pleats. Yeah. Oh my god! Made it seem like fancy. he had wings or something. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> fancy. Definitely fancy. I'm just imagining how hard that would be to make. Yeah, yeah. No, immediate, you're immediately like, I guess I could use this kind of fabric, and then I'd have to put put it in strips and then pleat it. You don't have a team <laughs> of slaves to make your Jamalian fashion, so just forget it. Mistress Hasty doesn't. She has no idea. She <laughs> well, that tailor in Buckkeep Town is doing well. I like that Fitz mm-hmm. is like. Oh, yeah, I guess he has my measurements now, and he can just do this all the time. God damn it! <laughs> I guess you're gonna have to change your measurements, Fitz. <laughs> at least he got. At least he has all his little pockets, though. I like that he was yeah, mad that it had pockets, pockets, and then the fool was like, well, let me tell you what I told them that they were for, and now it's fine. My, my smelling salts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody believes that. My pomade. I need a lot of things. <laughs> uh, Eliana is, you know, she came out looking pretty cool. I like that we are immediately given a lot of... Uh, like characterization for her and she's not just like this kind of stand-in i mean because we don't get her point of view right yeah but she feels really she feels really well realized for as few scenes as we've gotten 
Well, I think the spying sessions give us a lot of insight. <laughs> Even though those were never my favorite sections of this book, I do like that it gives you other perspectives. Yeah, I feel like this is the book where, like, um, the the being the Buckkeep radio makes like all the sense because like everything is happening behind the walls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all voyeurism. Yes, that's where we are. We are inside are the walls. In a, we're in the wall in a dead end area that everyone forgot about, and we don't know how to get out. So Gilly finds us sometimes. <laughs> I like that. Um, like she's clearly used to being in charge, but she's not like the people we are accustomed to seeing that are young and used to being in charge is like regal. But she's like trying to do her job, desperately trying to do her job. But she's she's used to ordering people around, and she's only twelve. Twelve, pretty cool. Yeah, twelve. Damn it, almost thirteen. She has like a student athlete kind of like feel to her, where it's <laughs> you know, where it's like you might only be like fourteen years old, but you could get a gold medal, kind of like mm-hmm. you know, yeah, like. Very disciplined. You just gotta stick the landing, that's all. (laughs) Stick it. Um, I don't know. I, like, I appreciate the fact that she wanted... I don't know. Like, I get that she wanted to announce to everybody that she's actually, like, one year older, but I also feel like... It was a little embarrassing to read her do that. Mm. But. <laughs> yeah. Six and a half. Like, Six okay, and a half. So, right? Well, I mean, the, the <laughs> age gap that is... Was a lot, that was a big difference. The age gap is not that wide, and so if she is 12, almost 13, and he's, you know, what, 15? Yeah. Like, that does make I can appreciate the fact that, like, she just wanted them. to be able to be a teen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm a teen. I'm not I'm a, a tween. tween. I'm a teen. She's still a preteen. Almost. I a can teen. buy cigarettes. Yeah. It's an incredibly <laughs> huge difference at that age, but it it's is. like to adults watching on. It's like, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I appreciated that she just like bypassed dutiful altogether and just like put herself on the level with Ketra. For sure, it was just like, yep, this is what it's gonna be. Sorry. Yeah, these are my peers. I also liked the Fitz's observation of the clothing that Ketty and Eliana were wearing, where Mm -hmm. they came out in like these very simple, resourceful, functional clothes. Yes, that they'd be able to hike back if they had to crawl back in the yeah in the (laughs) snow. They'd make it, and all the rest of these clowns would all have like lose their limbs. (laughs) Everyone else is dressed like a bird, (laughs) and Fitz is like, I could have been dressed functionally, but no. Damn it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I like the idea of these two like strong female leaders and like everybody else is about the pomp and the clothes and they're like, no, we don't need all of that. Like we're practical. I, I think that yeah. Fitz's clothing was practical though, because he said he thought he could move in it well if like the arms That's are true. on or something. I mean, it was somewhat you know, more functional than it normally is, but it still wasn't, like, leather. You know that fur. if he, right. like, actually had to hike back, those clothes would just be destroyed, and he wouldn't care, and the Probably. food would just be, like, be freezing. He wouldn't care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do like that the the Out Islanders, the, well, 
Archon's people are just like, we're just gonna look like Bucky people and like, you know, dress all fancy and everything. Uh-huh. Yeah. They've they've traded in their fur for silk or something, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it must be really hard to, like, to integrate in a way where it's like, I want to play this game and I don't want you to treat me as, you know, a barbarian. Well, and their agenda is different, too, so... Right. We don't know exactly what it is just yet, but they're definitely leaning really hard on, like, fitting in. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've just gotten a ton of fashion in this book. Yeah. yeah. More than any For other. Sure. Like, there's just all fashion. Because it's, it's just Fitz observing everybody. Because <laughs> Fitz doesn't want to be wearing <laughs> what he's wearing, so he's jealously <laughs> looking at what everyone else is wearing. Going, at least I did find yet. it... Sorry, I found it very interesting that it, it it sort of felt like so all these people are visiting. It's uh, it feel felt very one percent like yeah, sort of like you're going on vacation and then you're like, oh well, I'm going to change my entire wardrobe to match the country I'm visiting because <laughs> that's that'll help me fit in better. I'm gonna put on the uh, Hawaiian shirt. It's also like if you go to Paris or Tokyo or something and you go shopping. Yeah. Yeah, but you. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I think they're definitely trying to fit in on purpose. But I mean, think about it. They live in a a, a really harsh place, so they've got access to different fashions and different cloth, and I don't know. It'd be exciting to be able to if barbarian, you had the money and the fun. but make it fashion. Yeah, barbarian, but make it fashion. <laughs> also. Shout out to the to the spoiled fish thing because all I could think of was like, just like, girls doing duck face, just being like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mention it, but Full there was another, there was another <laughs> yeah. uh, similar metaphor that was like, the the sweet egg of their lure or whatever. It was like, you know, they're they're trying different different metaphors for sweet that are not quite. You know, they're not right because they don't have sugar, so they they're doing like a weird like fermentation thing. Or... <laughs> yeah, yeah, like their idioms are just different. Sweet like the a pickled fish. Sweet like an yeah. egg or a rotting fish. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have carrots though. I mean, come on. No, they live on an iceberg, Joey. <laughs> they have Jeez. seal. Sweet like a uh, seal liver. This is like the water. Aww, this is like the don't water talk nation, about eating you know? seals. They're too cute. To Just their eat. liver. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like they'll be fine after. <laughs> fine. Don't it. Take it out a little. Bit. Yeah, they just wake up in a bathtub full of ice, and they're like with a note that's like, "You're gonna be fine. Don't worry about it." <laughs> Weird tangent. Well, I think that from judging from what we've seen so far, I think that. Dutiful may be completely out of his depth. Uh, oh, yeah. so I, He's I, I definitely can't... coming across as like the whiny little turd in all of this because <laughs> yeah. Eliana has a lot on her plate. She's like, doesn't want to have to whore herself. She knows her duties to her people and like what the mission is. And she's thinking a ton about like how to present herself and all these things. And Dutiful's just moping around in fancy clothes, <laughs> being a mope. Yeah. Being like, oh, we're my kitty. I want to date like a lot of people before I settle down, you know, and I want to enjoy my money and my advantages Ooh. <laughs> and those advantages. 
advantages. It's kind of amazing that Ketrickin even allowed that breakfast to happen and didn't stop it somehow. Yeah. She's the cool mom. It just looks so bad. She, it looks so cool. bad. She's the cool mom that like lets you have a Budweiser. I guess. <laughs> She's probably like, well, he made She's that. She's the mom in E.T. See how he gets out of it. <laughs> the mom in E.T. The mom in E.T. was going through a divorce. Yeah, she was children. having a hard time. She was having a hard time. She didn't have a great haircut. Were the kids... She was drinking V8. <laughs> the kids were, like, smoking, weren't they? I don't remember. I mean, we got away with that shit when I was a kid. Yeah. We used to go in the woods and take thermoses of wine and... Smoke a cigarette like we knew what we were doing. Oh, God. <laughs> Thanks, Ketty. I th I think it's more that Ketrickin w was interested to see how Dutiful got himself out of that situation, probably judging him. Or there was a chance for... Or not getting out of the situation. <laughs> but he, yeah, or he not, went into right. full panic mode. Just being like, drugged he... around. He yeah. had, like, you know, those big cojones when he was doing the whole thing. And then afterwards, he was like, oh, fuck, what do I do? <laughs> but then, like, getting into that situation helps Katrickin in the long run because then she can be like, you need to do what I tell you to do. Yeah. Because you clearly don't get it. can't make your own decisions. Because you're still a fucking kid. You're still a fucking kid and you're getting played by a 12-year-old. <laughs> but, you know, that's on that's on her, too, because he is a kid she's and she's expecting a lot out of him. She's closer to 13. Well, no more than was, <laughs> that was expected from her. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, let's move on to Chapter 11. Uh, chapter 11 is called Tidings from Thingtown. Hooray. Uh, the intro... <laughs> the intro reminds us that the cursed shores suck and the only ports worth visiting beyond Shalset are Bingtown and Jamelia. So, Hap had sex, and Fitz <laughs> is really pissed off about it, and thinks that this is some kind of karma that he used to deal with a teenager that, like he was at that age, and he should probably share with him some of the harsh life lessons that he learned, but well, Fitz is a terrible father to have these days, so he doesn't. Anyway, <laughs> the fool got flowers that remind Fitz of the fool's old winter motley, and he seems very pleased by them, but there's little time for that because the contingent from Bingtown has arrived and they have to go hide inside the walls, of course. At least Fitz gets some company this time. The fool even puts on a special black number for it and Fitz is reminded of their days as boys together in the castle and he adorns it with one of the flowers and off they go. Of course, they're late because there's no cell service in the wall and Google Maps aren't working. And they also got poor seats for the show <laughs> and the lottery so their view is obstructed. Uh... At least they have a good view of the Bingtowners, though, who have already arrived. There are six of them, four in front that Fitz judges to be the ambassadors, and the two in back, which he decides are servants. Okay, Fitz. Um, one is tattooed, and the other one is veiled. Um, they've mm. brought the six statues a whole bunch of elderly gifts that seem suitably impressed, including the popular flame jewels. I'm sure Malta probably approved of that. Um... When the veiled man approaches with a gift, Fitz senses something in the skill from him, and he warns Dutiful. The fool is there to provide some context. He names the tall woman, as Fitz describes her, as our good friend Cirilla. Fitz takes- <laughs> I just like this part. Fitz takes a moment to describe the fool's cool cheek pressed against mine as we stared side by side through the narrow slit, and he rested <laughs> his hand on my shoulder. <laughs> anyway, don't mind me. Um, eventually some guy named Trader Jorbin, who I don't remember from- 
live ship, so I don't know if you like, he's not there. Um, he gets to the point. Bingtown wants an alliance with the six duchies so they can take down Chalced once and for all and divide it up amongst themselves. Catrickin is not convinced, so it's up to our Rainwild guest to finally lift back his veil and oh my god, it's a lizard boy. You know what? I'm proud of Selden for becoming a relevant enough character to show up in another trilogy. I mean, good for uh-huh. him. Of course, we still have no idea how old he truly is, and neither does Fitz. Selden, of course, <laughs> is there to represent Tintaglia, who is who really needs Chal- who really needs this Chalced war to be over, so she so everyone can focus on her and helping her weakling dragons survive. Of course, um, he offends Ketrigan by applying that. The six duchies' dragons are not true dragons, which sends Ketrickin into a blind Verity-induced rage. The meeting ends very awkwardly after that. So the Fitz and the Fool head back to Shade's Tower, and the Fool gives him the Cliff Notes version of the Ladyship Trilogy, at least where the dragons and elderlings are concerned. <laughs> which might have been useful to know before, but sure, the Fool only tells Fitz things when he has a feeling he needs to know them. And uh, now Shade and Ketrickin also need to know, so Fitz goes off to tell them. Yeah. So was that a date? I think that was a date. I think, <laughs> I think it was. It was. They went to you know movies, the theater. They went. They went to the theater. They went to the theater. Show. <laughs> they had box seats. Uh, the fool dressed up for him. Yeah, there's flowers. I love. Yeah, I love that line you quoted with your cheeks. Correct <laughs> me. Look at through the little hole. <laughs> Yeah, he like thinks oh, about it. So there's it. only one hole in the portrait, not two. I guess because yeah, two they have to share it. Around this... <laughs> this <year. laughs> Jeez, which they're only too happy to do. Well, at least Cirilla has a job still. That, it's All right. true. I never. Oh yeah, we got Joey's. Joey's <laughs> out of the kid. loop. All right, so this dude, this lizard boy, is a an elderling like Malta, right? Yes. Well, yes. sort of. Yes. Apparently, yeah. the the yes. mouth of he's, he's Sauron Tintaglia. We haven't been. We have not confirmed. Like there has not been written confirmation that he is truly an elderling. We just know that he's. But he's Malta's younger brother. Like actually, yeah, and that he has, and that he serves Tintaglia in a Sauron's. <laughs> yeah, Sauron's mouth kind they of. They suffered <laughs> greatly. <laughs> <laughs> Grinning. If you didn't, if you didn't imagine the grin, what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did. I think this is why part of why I probably didn't like this book as much when I first read it because I was like, I don't You're fucking like, care about fuck all this big dumb bullshit. <laughs> <gasps> to come in here trying to tell us that our dragons aren't real dragons, which is like, fuck you. Let's fight. I love. She's like, I, I will accept your gift. I will accept your gift. You've shut your fucking mouth! <laughs> like, she just totally lost it. She loses you take her that shit. back! You take it back! She's like, they're real, they're fucking real! I rode one! I, right? <laughs> and he was I watched my, my husband get melted into one! Real! They're authentic <laughs> dragons! What do you mean that's not how dragons work? <laughs> Frankly, I like the Six Duchies dragons better, so Ketchum still wins. <laughs> They're more like gargoyles. Exactly. They yeah, and to some of them aren't even dragons. Yeah. One of them's like a fl- like a flying pig. Like that's not a dragon. That's just <laughs> like a flying pig. Bullshit. It's great. It's great. 
What is it? What is the line? We live again. I can't do it in the the gargoyles voice. <laughs> Keith David's voice. Yes, Keith David's. We live again. Bum, 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 bum. And Tintaglia is a dragon lady. Tintaglia is a real dragon. Flesh she and bones, silvery queen, blue. Quote, Joey, unquote, get it right. And you have to sing her name. It's Tintaglia. You are so blue and wonderful. They didn't do that in the audiobook. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly how it went in the audiobook. In the live ship trilogy, that's how it went down. Uh, So yeah, the first time Selden met Tintaglia, he decided that he was totally enamored. I mean, he didn't decide. He became totally enamored with her and became her servant, essentially. That's a little and she tried though. to. She almost killed him several times as she was trying to break out of that. Yeah, like you know, room. But you know, it's fine. And he was like, "It's fine. It's okay if you're killing me because you're beautiful." It's like yeah. so blue. So I was lots of people you, were like, privileged. "Yeah, lots of people were like, don't trust the dragon. She's mean to us. She calls us bugs." And he's like, "She's the most beautiful creature ever put on the planet. Don't you dare say a bad word about her." And then he'd just like sing to her while she flew in the sky. Yeah, he's like, like he's like borderline her skill slave. Yeah, I mean pretty yeah, much. Fucked he up, is. man. All right, so is but she is she running Bingtown? Sure. Like, is she the is she the, like running it? Yeah, she's kind of. Yeah, she went in. She signed a contract. I don't know how because she's a dragon, but she did <laughs> with her claw. She licked it. Her big meaty claw. She just dipped her she claw gave in you some a ink scale. and signed off. I just like that once again. Tintaglia is relying on humans to do everything for her because. Uh huh. Dragons yeah. suck. I I'm see Joey. I'm not on team dragons suck. I am an outlier. You're not an I out s- islander. I'm also not. <laughs> they an don't islander. like. They don't like the dragons. I also well, like the dragons. I think that they make the world more interesting, and I don't. I don't care. I don't care if that sucks. It makes it interesting. <laughs> well, my thing is, like, they have, they're very much involved in this skill. Like, we don't know exactly everything yet, but, like, Are they I the source? Know. Are they the original source? Uh, I got it. Well, TBD. T- they drank the skill. Tintaglia is totes the one who put Fitz and Dutiful back together on the beach. That's what I think. That's, that my, a, that's where my that nickel's is a... being put down right now. Generally Wait. Yeah. No. I don't got anybody mm-hmm. else. It wasn't L. <laughs> you don't think it's Ida? It wasn't Ida or L. L's <laughs> balls, man. L's, L's bells. What? That was crazy. What chapter was it that said that? He's like, L's balls. I'm like, really? Chapter. That. It's, really? It's, when, it's when the fool is just like, oh, I just don't tell you things unless I feel you need to know them. We got a lot of like on your feelings. We got a lot of cusses in this chat or in this like section. Lots of just just angry most of very um, contemporary swearing. I felt. (laughs) I I believe we've also gotten Edith's tits and Saw's balls. (gasps) Sacrilegious. Edith's tits. Who said was that all Bingtown shit? Are they just like really like? No, that was Chade. Oh. Yeah, Ida and L are from our yeah. Six Duchies. Yeah, Oh, straight, they're strictly Six Duchies? 
Yeah. Yeah, and Sa is the god. But Sa has a female aspect and a male aspect, whereas Ida and Ella are a duality. Sa is gender neutral. Good for you, Sa. Um, it is kind of interesting because I read this the first time without having read the live ship book. So I was also like, I don't know who these people are and I don't care. Um, <laughs> but I was very interested in Fitz and the Fool's uh, date. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that like it would be confusing to read this without having... Or maybe not confusing, but you'd just be missing a lot if you hadn't read the I mean, they do explain it enough that, like, I mean, I wasn't that bothered by it the first time I read it, but I feel like I was probably like, whatever, I don't care. I can can tell you that almost everything Live Ship related I read in this book without having read Live, Live Ships, I forgot. So I probably read over it and was like, well, I don't know anything about this. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Toss I that I out of my brain. Of <laughs> I, mean, I remembered, yep. I remembered Tintaglia, and I remembered like something about the serpents going yeah. down the river. Being shitty, and and like, but it's not what I envisioned at all. Because I just remember them talking about like logs in the river, and I was just envisioning like logs floating down the river. <laughs> like like, serpents being inside the logs i don't even know what i was thinking but it was not at all what live ship was so that was i mean the the stuff that i knew about live ship came largely from the last trilogy so because i read that more recently and there's a lot more in that than i read I, i read live ship because hob had said like you you will understand the last trilogy if you haven't read Live Ship, but you'll get more of the jokes if you have. And so I was like, well, I have to get all the jokes. <laughs> it was a massive That's... info dump. I mean, wasn't this the chapter where they like they straight up offer cliff notes on on the uh, the, the the life cycle, entire life cycle of yeah. dragons, and it's yes. it's like it's about as messy as it was when we were discussing it. When I came in for the the Malta chapter, <laughs> I mean, I thought it was pretty concise. I mean, yeah, but you've yeah. been through Live Ship. I, to me, it was just like there were there's snakes. They go yeah. through ladders. They suck. They smell bad or something. <laughs> there's acid. Oh, there is sand yeah. made of memories, and then that so becomes that is something was else. something that was the first time that has been said out loud that the sand was made of memory stone. Oh. Mm, on the beach is that well, the I, beach i think that's implied because it has to be that specific those specific beaches they can't just they've talked about it being like anywhere. black sand with like yeah so it's the, the beach i never i never put together that it was memory stone before no, they were saying black sand beaches and they were not memories <laughs> you're, you're just not sensitive to the skill that's all <laughs> Oh, rude. I that think was fucking rude. <laughs> Don't cast that shade. So in wow. live ships, they were saying that they mixed the sand with their memories. Oh, sorry. Their I... saliva memories. Oh my god. Yeah, their saliva memories. So they spit yeah. in the sand, and that's got their memories in the spit. And they mix that around. I. I think that's implying yeah. something about the memory stone, but. Um... <laughs> That you got to put memories in it? Yeah. 
Oh, you mean like the dragons? The dragons? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the no, duchy, the, the duchies, no, the six duchies dragons, they're a memory stone. They yes. are, yes. They yes, we know that. So wait there's a big quarry that they dig them out of. That it's dragon poop. It's not dragon poop. I mean, it's always bodily fluids of some sort. So they they describe the memory stone as having, like, silver strands in it. And I'm thinking that of that, like, like the Pensieve or whatever. Like, you've got, like, Mm -hmm. some memory shit slung in there. And maybe that memory shit is dragon saliva or whatever fluid. Well, that's the part that gets soft when they eat the boats. When they're like eating the when they're eating the wizard wood and they like gum it up with their saliva and then it starts getting soft and they start eating the silver yeah. memories like that's that's what they're eating yeah yeah I need a, I need it's I need great. a, gr- it's a great, I need like great. A, I love them. I need Perfect. like a Krebs cycle like like graph or something I can study <laughs> there might be one out there Google it <laughs> it probably looks like the alien xenomorph chart. Yeah, it's very. It's there's some body horror. Some involved. branches <laughs> of things going off in different. Yes, it's like it's like uh oh, what was the last alien movie that was so bad? Prometheus. Prometheus, yeah, it's like that. Um, let's move on to more Bingtown shenanigans. Chapter twelve, the best, the best chapter. Yes, let's do it. Chapter twelve, Jack. So the intro is a letter written by a Chalcedian captain before he is put to death at the order of the Duke. Apparently, his tale of a dragon fucking their ships up in Bingtown wasn't believable, so he must die while being known as a coward and a liar, which is a pretty big bummer for him because he was not lying. (laughs) So Fitzy meets with Kenny and Shade to let them know that their dragons um, are not the only dragons, so maybe she should have been a little more chill with the Bingatownies. They begin to ponder the wrecked city that Fitz had visited, as well as what kind of event could have covered land with water and cracked the earth and burned cities and caused mountains to spew lava. And Ketty also tells a tale of a town near a lake where everyone and their beasts straight drop dead Fred with no signs of why. So Fitzy goes to scavenge for food, and when he returns to what should have been a locked room, he finds a striking woman chilling like she owns a joint, and it's none other than Jack. She thinks Fitzy is Lord Golden and asks, where is Amber? And I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, the worlds are colliding. Um, <laughs> Fitzy is all like, nice to meet you, but who the fuck is Amber and how the fuck did you get in here? And we learned that Jack has been doing some bidding for Lord Golden in Bingtown and Jamelia, with Amber being the go-between. And oh yeah, she'd know that nose anywhere because she's seen it on a ship before. Uh, the fool returns to the room and is straight shooketh upon finding Jack in his chamber and tells Fitz to get the fuck out. Uh, but not before Jack is hella confused why Amber is dressed like a dude and doesn't that make their love affair a little hard to live out? Um, clueless <laughs> Fitz is sent to his room and the poor guy has to eavesdrop to get the tea. He then hears the fool go all split personalities and he starts talking like Amber and it's just all kind of very weird. (laughs) Jack is very confused and feels a little betrayed that her good friend Amber has been fibbing to her and Amber assures her that it was completely necessary and not at all because she didn't trust Jack. But also um, I can't tell you the truth at all because it's still a big secret. Um, 
Jack doesn't understand why Amber is finally with the love of her life, but treating him like a servant, and why the hell aren't they madly in love? And Jack asks, he doesn't even know that you love him? To which Amber replies, I think he chooses not to. Which is just like, mm. god damn it, Vince. <laughs> um, we get a little info about the live ship crew. So there's Prince Paragon, and he's cute, and he's loved by his pirate fam, and they're all chill. The real Paragon is going through an emo phase, but like a mature one this time. And Althea is knocked up, and I have very mixed feelings about that. Brashen is duding like a dude does when he finds out he's going to be a dad. And just like PSA for the men out there, pregnancy is not a handicap. It seems <laughs> Althea will be having a natural birth, though, on an inflatable tub on Paragon's deck, so that's cool. In the end, Fitz <laughs> is left feeling... Kind of bamboozled and hurt that the fool has this entire secret life and this other personality entirely when Fitz himself has bared every tiny detail of his life with the fool. And I kind of can't blame him for feeling really shitty about all of that. So what do you do when you get really depressed? You spy on little girls, of course. <laughs> Fitz camps out at the Nurcheska's people to see how things are going, and it's not great. Turns out Ellie has some sick dragon back tats, but apparently one of them is fired up and causing her skin to burn. Um, it says, The creatures that sprawled and twined on her shoulders and spine and down her ribs gleamed and glistened, and one, an exquisite green serpent that began at the nape of her neck and meandered down her back amongst the others, stood out puffily like a fresh burn blister. Uncle Petey got some snow for her and it melts as soon as it touches her skin and I think it even like sizzles a little bit. And he's, he leaves to get more snow. We hear Ellie say, I just wish I knew what she wanted, what she expected me to do about it, past what we have done. And I'm saying, who dat she, though? Apparently, <laughs> she wants Ellie to whore herself to the prince, but Ellie won't do it. And that's her punishment, is these burning tattoos. Um, oh, I lost my spot. We learned that the mean servant's name is Henja? 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 And she's spending time in the town to further to further her cause, but we don't really know what her cause is yet. And um, Fitz leaves after taking some good notes. So he decides that he needs to get out of the castle because there's just like a lot going on tonight. It's a really busy night for him. But as soon as he leaves his chamber, the veiled ring wilder locks in and he's cryptic and creepy and <laughs> wants to know if Fitz dreams of being a dragon. And you know, now that you mention it, he does dream of being a dragon. <laughs> But Fitz plays dumb. Selden calls him out and says, She says you're lying! Tintaglia shan't be fooled, Fitz. Selden begs Fitz to speak to Ketty to get her to align with their cause and to help save Tintaglia's island of deformed and decrepit babies. But Fitz calls him a drunk and he gets the fuck out. Fitz barely gets out of the castle before Starling rolls up on her on her horse and she is in a mood. And she's ready to fucking fight. So she says that he discarded her and everything that they had and she's hella pissed and she's her and then she makes a dig saying that Tom is quenching his lust with Lord Golden and she says, <laughs> mm. perhaps the fool was truly a man and you've simply gone back to what you what you preferred all along. You disgust me, Fitz, and you shame the farcier name. I'm glad you've given it up. Now that I know what you are, I wish I had never betted with you. Whose face did you see all those times when, we <laughs> when you closed your eyes and I was like, oh shit, she did not just say that! That? I'm like, girl, you had it fucking coming. So Fitz is like, you know what? Molly's, you stupid bitch. Always Molly's. And I'm like, Jerry Springer style in the back going, oh, no, oh, is, oh my god. So uh, that happened. Yeah. Uh, Fitz. So Fitz is having. You're better than this. Fitz is having. A, you know what? Shh, that, she fucking. 
push the trigger and she knew exactly what she was doing. So I'm kind of like, Fitz is having a night and so he treats himself to the tavern with the fancy beer. Fair. He gets lit and decides <laughs> now is a great time to go and see Jenna. He stumbles up to her door and he didn't bring uh, the cat any fish, which is fucking rude as shit. And Jenna <laughs> says that Hap is still being a grade A turd and she told him that he's going to get his ass beat by Svanya's dad. Fitz, because he's just really in a special way today, tries to blame all of their troubles on the girl, saying that she should be kept at home. But Jenna is a feminist, and she tells Fitz that boys can stay home too. Boom. (laughs) So she also tells Fitz that he has enough of his own issues, not every problem in the world belongs to him, and that he just needs to stop trying to take on Haps. And P.S., here's your gold back because I'm kicking your kid out. She tells him not to help him when he's kicked out at all, to just let him have some cold nights on the street and learn it the hard way. And to sort things out on his own. <laughs> and Fitz tells Jenna that she's a good friend. And then he blurts out, because, you know, this is just great timing and everything. He just blurts <laughs> out that, oh, yeah, and I didn't bang Hunty because we're just friends. And Jenna, full of, <laughs> full of the zingers tonight, says, well, that is good to know, I suppose. And now you have Thanks. two friends that you don't bed with. <laughs> this uh-huh. is on fire. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, this chapter. Fitz <laughs> so yeah it was a lot that happened it was like the night started oh, the and then it just was like downward 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 and it ended up with him being a drunk puddle drinking her sober tea <laughs> you know you know what could solve a lot of his problems alcohol not being <laughs> telling him. telling the truth like talking to people about how he feels yeah this doesn't know how to do just... that yeah that's you, not really you, you, you skimmed over one of the raunchiest lines where she says oh i bet what is it i bet you're thinking of molly when you're being mounted by the fool oh, God. no she doesn't know that's the fool was, she just thinks it's lord golden the random lord yeah lord, lord golden. golden like but still like it was just like what she had a lot to say and that's why uh, like yeah fits <laughs> i mean it was like an episode of The Real Housewives. Like, the shit, like, that friendship <laughs> burned in five seconds. It was just, poof, like, gone. <laughs> the bridge just... But they were both equally guilty, you know? Mm-hmm. Yay, stupid bitch. You stupid Well, what's bitch. still funny to me is like, that, like... Fuck. I can't believe that... you said that. Starling like, oh. has all the pieces to figure out that Lord Golden is the fool, but for some reason she, like, can't <laughs> yeah, make the I connection. For how much it's time hilarious. they spent together, I think it's crazy that she hasn't put that together yet. I mean, Jack could tell glamours. that Jack could tell that Lord Golden was Amber. Like, there can't be... I mean, to be fair, Lord Golden and the fool are much further apart in appearance than Amber and yeah. Lord Golden. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, how many albino, tan, golden people do you know? <laughs> well, that's the, well, that's the thing, is that the fool was, the, was an albino, and Lord Golden is not an albino. So. Yes. It still can't be The eye color's different. Stretch. People's eyes don't, I think, like, change. I think glamour's... Maybe, I think there's some glamours at work, maybe. If for know. nothing it's else, it would just... I think if the they're like Tweedledee and Tweedledum, I just feel like it should kind of be assumed. If... Fitz was, Clark Kent. If Fitz was going to come all the way back from being secluded out in the woods and come back to Buck, and now he's suddenly around this 
golden person who's still like very monochromatic, even though he's not albino. Yeah. He's still got like this, this like you know, totally it just different. just seems like no, okay, we should it. put I it just... together. This yeah. person is tawny. This person is it's like, wow, hanging out with this person who looks exactly like the fool except that they're tan. <laughs> <laughs> like, like they don't have tanning lotions in there. What like, Yeah, whatever. I think that one, the fool is very good at acting and it's an entirely different role. Lord Golden versus the fool. But two, I don't think that Starling was looking that closely at the fool. It's not yeah, as much was, as she, Fitz. She was convinced the fool was a woman. She was like, mm, she would lose it if she found out about Amber. <laughs> I think I don't, she. I don't. I think she I scrutinized think she the her. fool a lot. I don't think she scrutinized Lord Golden at all. That's true. Mm-hmm. Although you think she would scrutinize a person who was hanging out with Fitz. Yeah, but she seems right? to have such contempt for that whole situation that she won't even glance at him. You know. True. I don't know. But, and I will, in in the defense of her not realizing, you know, Fitz does say when he watches or listens to the fool become Amber while he's, or while they, or she, when they, we'll go with they, are with Jack that it was a complete and total transformation and that the fool, like, no longer existed Mm -hmm. and it was Amber, so... Yeah, and he did not like it. It creeped him out. Well, yeah, I'd be kind of creeped out, too. I'd be like, wait a second, what just happened? (laughs) <laughs> well, I think you know exactly what's happened because you've seen you've he's already seen the fool be Lord Golden and you know all these other people. Like it's not. I mean, I get like that he thinks that he knows all the aspects, and now there's a secret aspect he doesn't know. But it's not like he didn't know that those abilities weren't there. To be fair, yeah. he didn't like Lord Golden either because when he was when right. they were going off to to Gale Keep and he was with Laurel and he realized that like oh Lord Golden's like a real person just like the fool yeah, was and like what does that mean mm-hmm. so now I he's like oh that looks for like I, I, the I, fact that like I hate you know that. Lord Golden is a character but he's not particularly close with anybody because he is this character but when he sees Amber he realizes that Amber was actually very close with other people and had like developed right. yeah. relationships. Yeah, that's what he doesn't Adventures. like. That is what he doesn't like. He also doesn't like the fact that his face is on a ship somewhere. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Excuse. Yeah, me. we just blew right past that. He was just kind of like, "Wait, what? Huh?" I, I love I love Jack being like, oh, "I like the brown eyes. It's much better than the blue that Paragon has." He's just like, "What?" It's like, "What?" Also, I mean, he's a secretive man, and here's someone that suddenly may know some secrets about him, and he doesn't really know what she doesn't know, and he can't ask her because right. he'd be giving her information. Can, so we, yeah, that's can we also talk that's... about the nothing could spoil his face line? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who fucked up his nose? Nothing could spoil his face. Doesn't matter. So... Eliana and her back tats. Well, yeah, before cool we get tats. to that, I did want to address the I think he chooses not to line when Jack asks oh, yeah. if mm-hmm. Amber has told him if she, he's if she's in love with him. Because, I mean, I think that's true. I think it's very yeah. true. There, yeah. That's like a... <laughs> That's like a, a whole like bag of emotions that Fitz is like, I do not deal with that. That lives over That's there. Fitz yes. just putting his hands on his ear going, la 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear you. 
and also the fact that he is, you know, spying on the fool, which he knows how private the fool is. Yeah. And, but also, like, doesn't you know, hearing... the fool think that he can hear him? <laughs> I like when he shuts the door and he's like, I don't care if they can hear me or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very much like, you know, like when you're eight years old and you find out, like, your best friend has another friend at, like... <laughs> You know, a different like, school. Like, yeah, it's like you hang out with me at lunch, but who you hang out with when you're not with me? You know, it's like summer it's, camp. It's like bridesmaids, man. It's gonna go down. People have, like, yeah. to be number one. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, just, it's just funny to me because I'm like, this is the most ridiculous, immature. Like, how dare you have other friends? And yet he's, you know, lording over half at the same time, being like, oh, you're being a child. I'm like, you're being a child. Well, like, you how dare you have other child. friends, but also, like, the fool's in love with you, so you're still the most important, so nope. get over it. But, like, that's not the, the thing he focuses on, right? It's yeah. not that revelation. <laughs> it's like, well, that's who's a, I think he chooses not to, because he just ignores it all together. Yeah. Like, I didn't hear that. I will I say, I find the homophobia of the six duchies in Bingtown to be very disappointing. Yeah. Allegedly, yeah. Jamelia is better, but who knows? It's just Starling. It's not just Starling. No, it's though. everybody. It's everybody. <laughs> yeah, because, like, yeah, because Jack acknowledges it. She's like, she knows that it's frowned it would upon. It's difficult. She's like, for why them. would you masquerade as two yeah. men? Yeah. I do feel bad for um, Jack not knowing that Amber is other people as well. You can tell that the fool's completely panicked because oh, yeah. he does not, he doesn't handle any of it. Like, instead of being like, okay, let's send Fitz somewhere else and I will, like, <laughs> hustle Jack to another place and, like, figure this out. He just sits in the middle of the room and is just like, let's just have all the secrets come out while everyone's looking at me. Like, <laughs> Well, but they couldn't go anywhere else unless they were going to go into, like, a fucking cave in the woods. <laughs> or into the walls. <laughs> Like, yeah, there's like no. You could have at least sent Fitz away instead of. Being well, like, yes, Fitz, I agree with that, but that was full cool panic. But Fitz was like, oh, "I'm just yeah. gonna crawl into." I my just room. can't look at you right now. I can't <laughs> You're see just your face. Melt into the wall. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. Um, okay, so Eliana in the back yes. test. Yes, she's young. She's got a lot of tattoos for someone her age. I hope she doesn't come <laughs> to regret them in the future. Honestly, my biggest concern was is. that her back tat looked like Ben Affleck's, and I'm just really nervous for her. <laughs> oh, why is, why I is think they... that they're a lot prettier than that. Yeah. <laughs> they're supposed are... to be exquisite. Why are they sizzling when they put snow on it? Like, what's going well, on? so she was in terrible, terrible pain. She was like trying to bite her finger because she was in so much pain because this tattoo on her back is looking blistered and i guess inflamed for lack of a better word and it's on fire ish but Did she, she get like a sow? she's being punished by a she but we still don't know who the she is if she's human or otherwise it's a control mechanism of some sort i think it's a torture mechanism at least right mm -hmm. now so it's like, do what I say or you're gonna she's been this tattoo will hurt branded by yep. some powerful being we don't know who that powerful being is or what it is. It's not Tintaglia. Or, but, I don't, I mean, I feel like the she is a lady, is a dragon, but I don't know what dragon. Unless it's that one that's buried under the ice. 
I assumed Ice Spire uh, was a dude, but maybe it's a she. The dragon of Ice Spire. But that would explain why she would want that dragon murdered, because it's clearly got some power over her. We need to know more about her mother. Her mother. Mm. We don't know <laughs> enough maybe about her, her mother. mother. And her lineage. Her mother, the dragon tattoo. <laughs> I don't know. The girl with the dragon tattoo. Z. <laughs> <laughs> She got three. Apparently they're exquisitely done, so good for her. That's what I mean. I think Can... that they're better than the Ben Affleck tattoo. I was just... I think that they're very nice tattoos. <laughs> What's this about Ben Affleck? What are you talking about? Ben Affleck got this massive um, a phoenix on his back. Like, Is every... Oh, God, it's, it's fucking so disgusting. <laughs> so bad like a drunk person did it yeah it's bad i mean it just like the taste level of it is questionable and every people's tattoos are their tattoos whatever if he loves it and he's happy with it so be it but he loves it it's i don't know it's concerning to me uh i'm looking so it's um... not great it's definitely not great Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he thinks it. He thinks it's good, though. If, and that's all he that matters. I'm sure people see right. My tattoos. Not I like mean, we know that, that her people in her culture have tattoos. Like some yes. of the other people have tattoos. So, but hers is like the Mac Daddy. I would assume because she's the Narcheska. And it's also, like, not a narwhal or anything, so it's a little off-brand. <laughs> yeah, the fact that it's dragons when, like, dragons aren't really, I mean, up until recently weren't even considered to be, like, alive and doing things or, like, held in mm-hmm. any type of regard, yet she has them plastered <laughs> all over her 12-year-old back. <laughs> yeah. Little kids getting back tats. That's concerning also also fitz is looking at her 12 year old body yeah i didn't well, even bring he that can up see her back he can see her back uh, well, no, no she, she, see she her boobies. down 100 her boobies are seen this is some yeah that part made me weird somewhat uncomfortable that's why i didn't even put it in there i was like that's fucking weird. i think i i think i was thinking of more of like a fatherly like observation it didn't bother me that i don't know i guess it didn't bother me that her uncle was helping her because she was in pain and in trauma and yeah if i'm in pain and trauma and some people need to see my body naked like fucking go for it just help me out (laughs) it's like the hospital but (laughs) it's like peeping through a hole and watching it was a little a little (laughs) (laughs) so fucked up she at least had a adult adult guardian presence so made a little less scary uh let's see we saw selden again he's got uh okay so selden can skill which because he can he's heard i mean he's I at least skill sensitive in a later chapter he's skill sensitive yeah but he can talk to tintaglia so that goes back to dragons being able to skill which makes or me something. feel like or something the equivalent of it which to me reinforces my theory of i don't know what is my theory to me, like, the voices in the skill river that are helping them, it's got to go back to, like, dragons, whether they're deceased dragons or, I don't know. But then it could be the people who absorbed into the stone dragons. I don't know. Can we talk about how old Selden is? 
Yes, exactly. He's like 12. I was going to say so he's 12. How, yeah. How, how old was he before? Because three years like have passed. Eight. I know. Well, that makes sense to me. No, but he was older than eight. He was like... Was he? Yeah. His mom treated him like he was fucking four. So I, don't I know, know, but I think he was like 12. <laughs> by the end of it. Okay, 12. Like, but you have to imagine that he is towering over fit so he's got to be like he no, has been stretched out he's, he's got to be verging on seven he, wait, foot tall wait, what? but he's got like he's seven feet tall 12 arms, years old but he's got, but he's got the like 12 year old face freak i feel like he's like 15 <laughs> by now. no he is not no, 15 There's he can't no be 15 way. Because Freak. Fitz thought that he was way younger than Dutiful and Well, Hatt. that's what I'm saying. I'm saying I don't think he actually is. I think this is just 12. a bad judgment. No, I think he's 12 and he got stretched out. Oh, yeah. That's so I, think he's, I think now he is 12. He was like 8 when the live ship shit started. I don't think so. Even though his mom treated him like he was a toddler. I think he was like 5. He was not but 5. But not that much time passed. Like, at least yeah, two there was three like a whole like, year that went by for no. It reason. hasn't been ten years since the live ship traders happened. I think it's been at least. He's so three weird or four looking. Years. He has to wear right, veils. which is what I'm saying. That puts him at twelve. But they all wear veils. That's why they wear veils because they're they're you know, grotesque. Yeah. Because people are unaccepting of them, Joey, and call them freaks. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're Rain, and then Rain is like a hot grotesque, you know. Right. Okay. Wait, Rain's also one? I'll, I'll buy 12, but still, like, a 7-foot-tall person <laughs> with... 12-year-old on a with long neck. 12-year-old well, face. Arm, his arms are disproportionately long. You know the Kaminoans and the prequels? Yes. That's all I... Yeah. That's all I... Oh, <laughs> picture. He's all no. neck. Mm. Long neck with a tiny head at the end. <laughs> that boy, he's all neck, and he's got yeah. like the dangly jimmies hanging off of his chin, which is upsetting. I don't. <laughs> you should put little say. bells on the end of them so he can tinkle around like Eli's cat. <laughs> <laughs> Always hear him coming. All right, we got to move on, or we'll never get through all this stuff. Um. Joey, take us to chapter 13. Chapter 13 is Challenges! The intro features a grotesque accounting for the right animal body parts to draw maps on and what kind of animal's blood to use for ink. I'm sure there's some kind of symbolism in here about permanence of the land and sea or whatever, but it's really just kind of gross. Thank you, Out Islanders. Ketty and Blingtown are getting busy with negotiations about the trading and the Chalcid and the yada yada yada. The Narwhal uh, or Narcheska does not like the Dragon Boy from Bling from Bingtown. Selden, for some reason, she just doesn't like him. And we we recall that that they are dragon haters. Um. <laughs> Chade is irritated by the poor court scheduling because um, had the Bingtown people showed up just a little bit later, then we wouldn't have had all of this kerfuffle. And the, we wouldn't have pissed off the Out Islanders. And 
There's just too many people in the court at one time, and it's like, who who scheduled this? This is ridiculous. Um, and uh, Chade is prying into Fitz's personal affairs regarding Starling, and then Chade schools Fitz on uh, on why <laughs> why why Fitz cheated Starling out of what would have most definitely been her number one hit. How the bastard Farseer rose as a vengeful wolf ghost from the grave to spank Regal and awake the dragons. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Jade is definitely taking pity on her. And we're all just like, no platinum record for Starling. Nope, we don't actually pity her because it's Starling. Um, but Jade's mostly worried that she has all this dirt on them and would probably be best if she didn't hate Fitz and company. Um, because, yeah. Um, and then Fitz and Jade discuss the fool's suspicious absence. He's, quote-unquote, taken ill, and it probably does have something to do with his embarrassment at being in love with Fitz. And which is now confirmed, we know. And it's a whole sad business when Fitz and the Fool aren't on speaking terms. Um, so, yeah, it seems like this whole chapter we did, we just, it's that the Fool is suspiciously absent. <sighs> Shade asks why Hap showed up at the keep looking for Tom Badgerlock. Um, he's probably there to sulk about being forced out of Jenna's cottage. Sorry, kid, you fucked up. Now you got a room and board on campus. <laughs> dorms like a chump <laughs> and <laughs> it's all hey it's okay your freshman year it's just after that you can't be on campus. it's a mess he's gotta i'm like get your kid get your chisels kid pull up your britches and be a grown-ass adult when you ch- talk to gindast <laughs> he's gotta he's gotta talk to gindast now because fitz ain't doing it um Enough of that. Fitz had to get his spy posts uh, on, and he he went and grabbed some wine and whatever narrow ass stools that they use in the walls to, to peer. <laughs> and and so you were yet again back in the walls, and let's get back to some peeping. Um, <laughs> this is this is what made me want to cover this chapter. I think it got really cool. So the main hall is bustling. There's incense, wine, ta- tapestries galore. Archon Blood Blade is there, and he's ready to talk trade. He's got his silks on and instead of his furs. And Jade rolls in with Ketty, some dukes, the, some duchesses, and dutiful. And then finally, P- uh, P- Petra Blackwater and the El Narwhal bust up in there wearing seal slippers. And she's got a blue crown tr on or something <laughs> and everyone everyone greets and toasts and then we get to business and l drops a bombshell she says she doesn't have the proof that prince duty isn't just a lowly old farm prince and she's not <laughs> sure that he's worth her fucking time and that betrothal just doesn't meet expectations uh-uh nuh-uh so she's supposed to marry a goddamn king, and he's not a goddamn king. He's a king in waiting. And Ketty's is totally mad about it and holds her shit in because she's a proper queen um, and explains that these are our customs, little girl. No apologies. <laughs> and <laughs> and then L offers a challenge to Prince Doodles. 
You gotta go slay a fucking dragon. That's all, no biggie. That's easy, right? Just kill a fucking dragon. And finally, we get to that spoilery synopsis we read earlier at the beginning of this book about about the song of Ice Fire Dragon living in some out islander glacier. And the whole court is aghast. Aghast. They're like the Shakespearean chorus. Just... And so, El Narwell offers up some explanation about who this fire ice dragon is. And apparently, according to out islander lore, ice fire was supposed to awaken when their needs were greatest... Uh, which would have definitely been when Verity Dragon and company decimated the Out-Islanders, promptly ending the war. And so Icefire is failing his people and must be punished by having his head cut off. Only this will prove Prince Dutiful's worthiness. So a challenge, a challenge is made. And Dutiful is now totally pissed when, uh, because Fitz is trying to skill compel him to not take the challenge. So he's trying to, this is fatherhood, fa- failure fatherhood at its work. Fits again. Um, Dutiful finds the skill compulsion. He, like, sees that shit. Uh, if you remember the, the, the skill obey command that fits in uh, the book one of this trilogy put on Dutiful to fix him. Um, but now Dutiful sees that shit like a tether and he breaks the shit out of it. And he's like, I see what you're fucking doing, and I don't like it. So, but we'll talk about that in a second. Um, Prince Dutiful antes the fuck up and says, I accept your challenge. I'm doing it not for my own honor, but for the honor of the six fucking duchies. And the energy of the court is at an all-time high. <laughs> and we're reminded that this Dutiful is definitely Ketty's son, because... This boy ain't no farmer prince, and he can make a speech. But Dutiful, Dutiful is offering up a counteroffer. Here's the call. Nancheska, my challenge to you, <laughs> my challenge to you is you must prove your worth as a queen to me. And their eyes are locked. And then you can just, you can cut the teen angst with a freaking knife. The passions, the passions are red hot. Go with me, Nancheska. Fight next to me. See this challenge through if you dare. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, I feel this now. They're actually, there's a connection going on. And not only does she dare, but she double dog dare. She's like, I will fucking fucking go with you i will fucking go with you boy and then the hall erupts and we're all here for it except for fitz who's just like over it and he's anxious but whatever we're all here for it and the kids the kids eyes are still locked and i'm like somebody break them up they're either about to throw down or start kissing or both which is funny to me and then and then and then archon bloodblade just like randomly bellows be it so because you know he's all about just punching your problems away and <laughs> everybody's just kind of like mm, yeah duh <laughs> and the servants enter because the feast is beginning 
and dutiful skills to fits and again he's like i saw your skill compulsion what the fuck we got to talk about it later and that's the chapter i think my favorite part of this chapter is when all of it went down and it's just like fucking chaos and Keddie's like just bring in the fucking food <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bring in that wine. Like, somebody give me a glass of wine. <laughs> She's over it. She's like, these kids are like. <laughs> She's like, I've got piebalds, you know, in, like making all these demands and kidnapping my son. We've got Chalcid trying to war with us. We've got a dragon trying to tell us what to do. And this bitch is trying to drag my son, uh, you know, on a fool's errand. On a fool's errand to go kill a mythical dragon beast. Sure. Like, fine. I mean, I do (laughs) have to say that, I mean, Dutiful wasn't smart in taking the challenge, but I do think he was smart in challenging her to go with him. Hells yeah. Especially when he said, like, so somebody can see if the dragon isn't there. Right. And also... What's funny is that... uh, Also, because... I, I thought it was very astute for him being 15 or whatever and making sure that they come along so that, like, they don't go kill the fucking protector of the Out Islands and <laughs> not have the Out Islands be a part of it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, he's holding yeah. her responsible for it also, which... Yeah. Don't don't give this poor dragon the Grendel treatment. You are the hand that swings the sword. Yeah, I, I, I think it's funny that they're like, well... Our defense system sucked. I would like you to take our defense system away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's, well, I mean, she is marrying the enemy, so I guess that's fitting. I mean, they did lose the war. <laughs> yeah. So. I, I just, I just, I, I mean, I feel like this is like when you're like, these kids are, this is, this can work. These de- like I wasn't into this pairing before, but now I'm now I'm getting it. Like I'm getting some getting some sparks here. There's some challenges going on. I'm getting a. I think I'm getting I think sort maybe of like she a... like I think dutiful earns some respect from her maybe in both accepting the challenge and challenging her as well. Maybe because I feel like she thought well, yeah he was because just they like haven't an had like very good interactions. Yeah, they've never had any interactions. It's all yeah. been very, like, very stilted and scripted and, and yeah. like, observed. Yeah. Yeah, and so she just thinks that he's, he's like, a punk who can't think for himself. So she finally got to see what he can be like. I mean, he's impulsive because he's a kid, <laughs> and this is just more of the kind of behavior where he ran off to be with Kat, you know, but... Well, and he yeah, got this to like see the... her in a moment of strength for herself of, like, being right. old. Because they've both sort of been and... acting this whole time so it was kind of a moment of them just being impulsive kids and being like let's go slay a dragon together sure why not you want to kill a dragon yeah Yeah, they both they both they both took the sword that they had in their left hand and was like but actually i'm right-handed and they were like me too yeah this this for me was a little bit like the pride and prejudice moment when um when she when she's like she's totally elizabeth is totally like and i I won't marry you. And there's just like this challenge that's like made and it's like, and you can just feel the fucking tension. And they're just like, 
She's like, they're just gonna chew each other's faces off or something. <laughs> well, yeah, because she's basically telling Dutiful. It is very much like that, because she's telling Dutiful, like, I don't give a shit how important you are. You haven't done anything to prove to me that you're is all, everything that you're supposed to be, so go do that first. She does have a point, though. It's like, you know, he's gets to be of age, and then he's king in waiting, and then he has to actually become the official king, and she's like, mm, that seems like high risk for me. We've had this discussion before. The uh, the the way that the, that the power flows in the six duchies doesn't make a lot of sense, because, you know, when Verity was king in waiting and then was missing, it was like Regal was king in waiting, even though he had a you know his his wife was pregnant it was very yeah. odd like the way that the the yeah. crown flow flowed well i don't think he was supposed to be king in waiting or if he was it was like until the baby was born but then the baby wasn't born right but even but there's this gap like you don't get to be king in waiting until you reach an age so there's always a weird gap That's true. of like Who's going to be the leader of our, you know, of our nation? I feel like with a monarchy, that's kind of important. Well, I think <laughs> so I like... think the the problem was more that like Shrewd died <laughs> when Verity was but Shrewd was old. Well, but like Shrewd was king, so it was fine that like Verity was king and waiting, even if he was missing. But then once Shrewd dies, then Verity is still king but he, he like he's king and waiting but like he would be king if he actually came back so then it's like there is no one to lead so like you well, have to do something because verity Regal. is dead and i guess i guess queen ketrickin can't be like permanent queen she's really just a regent because she's right. not actually a farseer and so they had this like 15 year gap where they're waiting for dutiful to become king and waiting i mean that makes the kingdom I, I mean, from Kenny's it's risky view, business because be yeah, they could have yeah. had Regal, like shitty king like Regal or a shitty king like Trump for fifteen years while they're waiting <laughs> for somebody else to ripen up to be able to be king. Right, like well, the one, like, like the Regal one cousin had, or you know some distant Regal cousin king or like fixed, while he was you know, still being, rolling alive up and being like, eh, this is my after care. he like was you know skilled commanded by Fitz to do stuff. Was he technically still king in waiting or was he just like serving Ketrickin? I don't know. Yeah. Until a small ferret had I mean, his day. Until <laughs> I don't think he was. I think that they took it away from him and Right, so I feel like I feel like Ketrickin is, is technically, you know, like ruling, but it's just Because I mean I think, you know, eventually like Shrewd would have given up his crown for Verity. Yeah. Before he was before he died. It's just in terms of like if you're a Chalcid and you wanted to see if you saw a weakness you'd be like well right now is the weakness True. because all i have to do is assassinate a little boy yeah you know and that, that was the tension of of dutiful going missing because it's not like right. there's other farseers out there for <laughs> ketrickin to make more babies with right like there are but <laughs> <at least laughs> <that. laughs> do it again it fits hello we need you who ships that i ship that me, I ship it. <laughs> I ship it. Night Eyes shipped it too. Night Eyes is always like, I like her. <laughs> I like Ketrican. That's true. Yeah. Can she get it? She Ketrican. <laughs> oh my god. You've been uh... saving that up. <laughs> She's a good hunter. 
What did they say about Laurel? She's a good hunter. She has a nice face. She's young. But... Wait, was was Night Eyes trying to hook Fitz up with Laurel? No, no, no Fitz that, said what, that. Those are the thoughts that Fitz Fitz had about. But those were the similar um, thoughts that Night Eyes had about Catcher King because he's like, she can hunt well. Mm. She's nice. <laughs> She's an okay girl. Got them mom jeans. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shall we move on to last chapter for the second? Chapter yes. 14. It's called Scrolls. So this chapter opens with a cautionary tale of Owen. He's a solidly middle-class out-islander <laughs> whose family lived very comfortably as fishers slash shepherds, but his oldest son wants to marry a hot rich girl <laughs> and encouraged his dad to seek out ice fire. Local legend says that you can risk your life traveling under the ice to visit the entombed dragon for riches, but it is often not worth the cost. So, I guess he's a genius. <laughs> So Eliania and company depart the six duchies to return to the Owl Islands after last-minute arrangements are made for Dutiful to head there in the spring to meet with the Hetgird and visit Eliania's mother house. Fitz is put out that he is not part of any of this and seems to have gotten most of his info secondhand from Shade. Lord Bolden is still hiding away in his rooms to avoid the Bingtown Convergence, which is still here, and Fitz hates it because that means Jack is still about and he's carefully avoiding her. Except one day, they meet on the steps, and Jack, avatar of me, corners Fitz and yells that he's being a dumb, stupid-ass man. Quote, open your eyes, man, and see what could be yours. Don't wait. And Fitz is like, please stop talking to me. No homo. And Jack is like, who's a homo here? And the elephant in the room looms large, but Fitz isn't making connections, and Jack isn't as informed as she thinks she is. And then Jack huffs off with this final zinger, quote, men. If it was raining soup, you'd be out there with a fork. <laughs> <laughs> so Fitz avoids Lord Golden like a roommate situation gone sour with eight months left on the lease. Full of <laughs> sullen silences while Lord Golden refuses to engage. And Fitz sits in the corner brooding about his this woman, Amber, that he doesn't know. And there isn't much to distract him from this all-consuming falling out. So, but Laurel has gone missing, and Shade insists that it's at the Queen's arrangement. His duties as Skillmaster also aren't going well now that he has an unwilling student. He's reduced to reading cryptic scrolls from the Out Islands that mention ice fire for Shade in an attempt to gain some intelligence about what they're, you know, what they're going to be doing come spring. To top it off, Gilly, the ferret, appears to have killed someone's wit rat, and Fitz is getting paranoid about piebald spying. It is this charming scene of Scribe Fitz eking over translations that Shade and Thick interrupt. The good news is that Thick isn't trying to skill blast Fitz anymore, but the bad news is he's pretty free with the dog stink commentary, <laughs> and he refuses to show up for skilling lessons with Fitz. Shade insists that Fitz win him over for Prince Dutiful's coterie. Once alone, the two old assassins talk about Ice Fire and Eslevjal Isle. If there is a dragon encased in the ice, Shade has an idea. Remember his exploding fire trick from the last book? Hee <laughs> hee. Fitz is like, oh, it was you who almost blew himself up on the beach last month. And then Shade is like, forget about that. And then he changes the subject to dutiful skilling. If he must be forced to go to skill class, Shade will arrange it. Fitz is reluctant and uppity over that, and he doesn't think it'll make a good skill master. And besides, the prince is mad at him. Thick hates him, and he barely has any skill knowledge. Doggedly, Shade believes in Fitz, and he knows that he's Dutiful's only chance of forming a coterie. Shade declares that 
It is the Queen's will and he must work with Fick's strength to find more skill users. When Fitz asks about Nettle, he's told that the Queen is trying to delicately come up with a way to summon Nettle without pissing Birch off. And Fitz is like, well, I won't teach Nettle, so fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) And Shade is like, you don't really get a say anymore. It's bigger than you, and you made a vow to serve the Queen and the Prince. And so Fitz spends several pages nursing his hurts over being used as a tool his whole life and his fear and his longing for the skill and Shade's careless reaching, the risk to everyone until he hears that the ghost of Night Eyes in his mind says, you always chose to be bound by who you are. Now choose to be freed by who you are. So Fitz leverages all that the throne wants from him and agrees to everything in exchange for a promise from Ketrickin that Nettle be left alone. That's his condition to be Skillmaster, and Shade unhappily agrees to bring that deal to Ketty, who must be fed up with fucking deals at this point. <laughs> uh, talk moves on to the piebalds, and Fitz's suspicions lay with the Brazingas again. Shade says that their house seems to be in decline and that they've intercepted a lot of mail, and he also reveals that the piebalds have been sending mail directly to the Queen. He, there's lists of witted people that have been executed despite her decrees, and Ketty has announced that she will give recompense to the families if they would reveal themselves. Shade gives Fix access to some of his secret hidey spots in his office, and he is able to review all the intercepted mail and the secret scrolls. Finally, after Shade takes his leave and Fick returns, Fitz talks with the servants. In an attempt to get Fick to stop hating him, he cajoles a list of things that Fick would like to have and decides that he can deliver these small gifts to him. It seems that Fick is very alone and he needs a friend. His life is drudgery and mockery and pain. And it reminds Fitz of how he was scooped up by Shrewd via the smallest attentions in exchange for Fitz's loyalty. He says, oh, Fick, we have not done well by you. We will do better. I'm glad that Fitz came to that conclusion because when he (laughs) first started talking about Fick in this chapter, he was being a fucking piece of shit. He's like, ew, he grosses me out. His body is weird. I don't want to be anywhere near him. (laughs) I'm like, what the fuck? How old are you? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Even right before he says that line, he's like, well, he's... He's gross and smelly and, like, he yeah. looks weird and, like, he's dumb. But, you know, I guess he reminds me of me when I was nameless, the dog boy. So now I'll be nice to him. Yeah, you want to talk about people smelling? I'm, I'm, <laughs> Fitz is, like, the stinky dog for Smelliest. Do you think that, like, maybe that Thick sort of had the ability? Because we know that Fitz is, like, he's not really good with the skill. No, he and he sucks. just sort of, like sends it out there right do you think that like maybe thick just being hypersensitive to the skill was sort of getting these like negative vibes off of fits upon first meeting him and like probably yeah, we, he didn't true. even know it because he was he, he 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 also like compelled him not to even see him for the long for a long time that's my theory at least because he just inexplicably hates fits mm-hmm. yeah i think it's just it's just sad when you see someone who is at a disadvantage because you know it's like okay he's 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 shade servant so why he has like a job so why can't he bathe why you know like what why are all those things happening to him and like no one ever asks no one's ever like hey is does he need help is he you know like it, it just seems crazy to me that it took Fitz so long to be like hey you know what maybe he would like me better if i tried to help him out <laughs> instead of just get rid of him 
I know when he's like when he asks him, he's like, "What do you want?" or "Do you want yeah. to learn this skill?" It's like, "Oh, you're gonna ask him <laughs> how he actually feels about something." Speaking of asking yeah. people how they feel about something, what if Nettle wants to learn the skill? Yeah, I yeah, think he's right? being super territorial about it, and like I, yeah, I think it's only fair that somebody be presented with their options. And you know, I mean, that's I where I understand that he doesn't want her to be used by the farsers the way that he was. But like these people are not the same people. I mean Shade is obviously but also... like... I mean they're not the same people, but I don't know I mean when push comes to shove, they're gonna do what they want slash like feel they True. need to do. But like he she oh, should right. still I mean, be the, given the track a record isn't great. Say that again, Rachel? Yeah. I said the track record isn't great, right? Like, even even if he said, okay, you can bring Nettle to court, but I want her installed as a public figure instead of, like, a secret, you know, person right. in the wall, like, like <laughs> me and Shade. Even if that's true, it's like, look at what happened to Verity, and look at what happened to Chivalry, and look what happened to Ketrickin and her brother. Like, those are all people who had power and were still, you know, just completely bulldozed. Used. So, yeah. I, I think, mean, I understand I, it, I think but a lot also more of this like... is, like, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, like, Fitz, at some point, Nettle's going to be brought into this story, and I would like it to be sooner rather than later. And I'm tired of it. It's so much more about Fitz trying to protect himself under the guise of trying to protect Nettle. Right. There's yeah. a lot of conversations that he does not want to have. Yeah. And feelings that he does not want to have or deal with. Because, yeah, if she's brought, like, she could be brought and kept in ignorance and it would save him but i think he knows that there's just no way that he's gonna be able to like walk around the castle and have birch popping in and out and like all of his shit doesn't just get go sideways like yeah yeah he doesn't want to deal with that i like when chase suggests like you could go and see them and find out she wants like, or no. just like skill to know no. but yeah he's like i'll just get thick to do it I'll get thick to skill the nettle. He's like, I'll kill thick. It's <laughs> like, all right, calm down. Shit. I did like that we got a stray night eyes thought though. Yeah, and a it, little it, what Black it did get him to about. stop moaning for like five seconds. So thank you for that mm -hmm. night eyes. Yeah, it went on for so long. I was like, oh no, Fitz, getting dark, and you don't have anyone to talk you talk yeah, you out of this. Right? Night eyes has to come back to life to to stop the fucking. <laughs> fit. Self pity Fick. only breeds Marbison. Yep. And and because he doesn't have the he doesn't have the fool to like talk anything out with. Shade is not good at making Fitz feel better about anything ever. Nope. <laughs> and what's he gonna do? Go cry to Ketrickin that he doesn't like being used? She's gonna be like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Are you a sacrifice? Isn't that your <laughs> job?" <Yeah. laughs> True. Yeah. He's got. He doesn't really have a place to stand in terms of just. I, I get that he wants to protect Nettle and let her just live her life, but she's a target, and he needs to think about all of that shit. If people are interrupt, you know, if they're intercepting the mail and spying on people in the corridors, and yeah, they already know about her. I mean, he needs to be aware that she's probably safer under under you know lock and key, or at least on you know in the castle. Or at least being given control over these powers that could keep her yeah. safe. She could keep herself safe. Or just like knowing that her, you her, her life tools. is threatened. Like, that would help her. <laughs> yeah. Hey, right? don't trust every person you meet in your life. <laughs> like, keep a lookout over your shoulder. 
I think it's more that he doesn't want to deal with the Molly Birch situation. Yeah, it's total oh, avoidance. Yeah, yeah, he just, again, like, he wants to stick his hands over his ears and just sing a song to himself and pretend like nothing else is He's going He's like, on. I don't want to deal with my best friend's alternate personality being in love <laughs> with me. I don't want to deal with my old ex. I don't want to deal with that old ex. And I just got dumped by that old ex. So it's all <laughs> just like... And I don't want to deal with my pseudo-father. Personal affairs are who is who is currently married to my ex. It's just what's also sad to me too is like he he what is this the section where he goes on where he's like you know if I had just never fucked Molly yeah. I could have like come back and picked her up again and I could have had the life that Burrich now has and I could be happy out in the woods with my wife Molly and like, <laughs> if I had never <laughs> fucked Molly like, oh. I could be fucking Molly right now. <laughs> Yeah. Fucking <laughs> Molly. It shades like, okay, well, but you did fuck Molly, so. And also, those books would be boring. He's like, also, you fucked Starling, and Starling knows everything about you, and you just pissed her off. He's like, what's wrong with you? I will say, though, I really hated that part of Shade's conversation with Fitz, where he was like, you've made this person angry, and she knows a lot, and you ripped the story away from her, and all of that. And I'm like, Fitz is allowed to have his feelings it's and his like story. he doesn't yeah, yeah and he doesn't have to be like a political strategist in every fucking element of his life just let him have a real feeling and a real but response that, well shade shade is though i know the other way because it's all i is. liked when Fitz was like well you know i i was sleeping with her and then you know i found out she was married and so i stopped sleeping with her and he hoped that that was going to like embarrass shade and Shade was just like, let me tell you how it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like, and Fitz just like, I did not see my life that way. And he's like, well, other people do. Yeah. Yeah, he, he he's not, he is expecting to bring his kind of like non-political... I don't even know because for him it's about family loyalty right like mm-hmm. it's not about politics so he's like bringing that kind of energy to an extremely political very delicate situation that has many sides and he's not at every meeting and he doesn't know he hates and that I he's think not that, at every meeting right well I think Shade is realizing that that's why he gave him access to some of the, the new secret cubbies because he's <laughs> like you need to know more stuff because you do shit without consulting me but i like that he was like i'm going to give you these secret scrolls after you begged me for like 20 minutes but i'm not gonna exactly explain how i opened this thing so sucks for you but eventually i guess i'll have to right it's like it's like do what i want and i will you know lay more breadcrumbs for you (laughs) like shade is still trying to control him in that because like fitz is a loose cannon like he is liable to just come like cracking out of the wall and like challenging people to a fight and shit like or leaving dead rats for you on the table under a bowl i know what is that like there's nowhere else you could put it you have to put it on a fucking table underneath a bowl i mean if i saw that i'd be like i'm getting a threat like what is this yeah think it'd be carrying the fucking plate i like how he's like so goddamn shade needs to examine the body so that i can explain to him that it was somebody's whip beast i'm like just tell him you found a rat and it was someone's whip beast don't... I like that he was like, I really need Shade to come to the tower tonight. I was like, why? Because otherwise you're just going to leave this dead rat. Right? <laughs> Decomposing rat. He needs that because he needs something to do. Otherwise he's just going to go sit in his room and sulk. Stare at the fool's closed door. 
<laughs> Speaking of the fool, should we talk about the Jack scene? Yes, I love it. <laughs> Jack is me. I am Jack. What is so? What's Jack's deal? I mean, I don't. She's bad. I don't know much about this character. She's badass. She doesn't take she's shit got... from anybody, and she's super horny. She's all tall. The time. She's hor- <laughs> she is super horny all the time. <laughs> she's... No, she. She's like you know she's like besties with Amber, and she knows that Amber has this great love, and then she like sees them, and she's like, oh, you're together, great, now kiss. And now like, kiss. Can't kiss. She's like, well, why? You're right here. Just kiss. Just put your lips on each other. It's fine. <laughs> well, who's who's Jack hooking up with in those in the live ship books? Everybody. Yeah. Everyone. Everyone. A man at this port, another man at that port. You know, wherever. She's really sad. She can't have Brashen. Yeah. Her and her li- her lusty shark teeth. She's a man eater. But she was a very very good Literally. friend to Amber, and. Yes, they, she saved Amber's life. Oh, she saved Amber, yeah. Um, and right. she also, I think Jack also saved Althea's yeah. life. So You're saving Jack people is, left Jack and is right. actually like. What did she fight a with? A sword? Yes. Yeah. Or an axe. Sword. She's got a sword. Jack is a tall, sexy action hero. Yeah. <laughs> Like a Sigourney Weaver or like a Xena? Yeah. Callisto. She's blonde (laughs) Xena. What does he say that she's. He he says that something. Like a bombshell. He He describes her like a bombshell. No, but he he describes her body as like immense or something really just like obnoxious. The uh, the sheer scale of her is. The sheer scale of her. It's like, okay, body. God, like you... she's just tall. I mean, I just envision her as Brianna. Brianna is that her name from uh, Brienne? Yeah, hot, uh, hot Brienne like... of Tarth. Yeah, she's yeah. hot yeah. Brienne. I was gonna say, I wonder how he would have described Brienne. <laughs> it would have been horrifying. Oh God, hot. he would have it's been like, very It's like it's show Brienne, the hot Brienne. No, yeah, I think she's better. Jack has like a ponytail, like, prettier, Even hotter than... Brienne. Yeah, show Brienne. Yeah, she's got her tasteful jewelry on. She's got she's like, multiple pieces. She'd be ears. like if if uh, if Gwendolyn was allowed to look like Gwendolyn and play Brienne. Yes, right. exactly. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> right, because have, everyone like, a long in the ponytail. Robin Hobb books. Yeah, everyone in the Robin Hobb books is hot. <laughs> That's like the difference between Realm of the Elderlings and, Song and Game Fire. of Thrones. Yeah, because like you know, like to be, you got to be hot to live in in the realm. Because even if you get your face <laughs> fucked up, it's got to be like still hot. It's got to be in a hot way. Yeah, because <laughs> like, you know, it can't be like Brienne who gets half her cheek bitten off, or like no, Tyrion who no, gets no. his nose cut off. It's got to be his like nose cut a off. sexy broken it's nose HBO. and a scar. Yes, yes, it's got to be one of those like scars over the eye. And <laughs> Which then, you know, yeah. like I approve of. I would, I would like to know how tall everyone is because. <laughs> Jack, Jack is like nearly sharply. as tall as Fitz, right? Um, but yes, every, and he's a but tall Fitz man. has described people in the six duchies as being small. True. Yes, they are generally small because he's tall because of the his of his mountain yes. mother, his tall mother. And then, like we have, like Kenneth is also tall, but I don't know where the hell he's from other than Bingtown. Um, so it's like, what did what did Kenneth think of Jack? Did Kenneth think that she was was Jack nearly as tall as Kenneth? She was she was tall in those books. 
she's described as taller than all the other women. Was she taller than the fool? Well, the fool is tall for a woman, like slight. So I think that she's taller than the fool. I don't know. We need a scale. Please submit. We need we need Selden's age and we need a height yeah. chart. Age and height a and size chart. Thank you. Of uh, oh, and Joey needs the the life cycle of a dragon slash serpent. <laughs> Illustrated, please. Krebs cycle. We just need a lot of charts, really. We just need some reference charts. That would be great. Put that in the next illustrated edition. I mean, that would be a really Questions cool edition if it was all just like supplementary scrolls and tapestries. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And, yeah, that'd be. We badass. just want the like infographic version yeah. of. I would the also shirt, the shirt infographic. I would also like um, if we're requesting things. I would like size charts <laughs> of all of the different ships. Yeah, that would be yeah. helpful. We know that the what's the name of the live ship that docked Goldfinch Golden Gold. Down Fash Golden, Golden Down. Down. That's a new one. I don't think we've met no. that one. I no. mean, so that that ship rolled up into fucking. It, it rolled up into port, and they're just sort of like, no I, wouldn't like, that be the oh, weirdest thing ship. they've ever seen? Yeah. Anytime. Yeah. Well, they, it, because... like that ship is fucking moving. <laughs> There's a person on made <laughs> of the heard ship. Of them before they just haven't ever seen it. Right, but Have anytime they? anything Big Town is mentioned in these books, all I can think of is ain't nothing smell worse than horse shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we didn't get an update on that. Right, we didn't get an update on class. That's bullshit. How's class? Uh, I think, like, if if the Out Islands are country bumpkins to buckkeep, I don't, I don't even know what they are like to. The big towners. Not worth mentioning. Fine, good child. <laughs> Alright, let's move on to every episode prompts. Friends in high places, character introductions and exits. I listed Jack has arrived on the tide. We've talked about her a little bit. Uh, we have the reintroduction of Amber, which solidifies for anyone who had not figured it out by now that Amber and the Fool are the same person. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we had to keep pushing you, Ashley, because we couldn't wait until this point in time. Well, I mean, by the end of that book, it was, like, fucking written. I mean, it's... Everything was very spelled out. Sort of. You think you don't think that was spelled out? Like, those last... If you would, didn't pay... If you blinked or didn't hear one paragraph, you would have not known. But we made sure. Um, the Bingtown Convergence is back. We saw Selden, we saw Cirilla, uh, and we heard Tintaglia. We heard her claws scrambling at Pitch's <laughs> mind. <laughs> we also... <laughs> <laughs> I want a keychain of a dragon that, that makes that sound. Like a recording of Eli making that sound. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we also know March. that Laurel is missing, and that ice fire may might or may not be, be a thing. Real. <laughs> might be a thing. Anybody else? Um, Wit rat, <laughs> Trader Jorbin, whoever the fuck that is. Trader Jorbin, yeah, Trader Jobin. Yeah, I was like Trader Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how much about the Chalcidians we've talked about before this, but. I mean, they seem like dicks. 
Oh yeah, Jimmy yeah, sucked. Big time, big time suckage. Are they an I'm enemy in live ship? Or are they like just? They yeah. are the enemy in live ship. They are. They enslave anybody they, they just... come across. It's bullshit. Oh. There's always war with Chalced. Yep. <laughs> and Shokes is always at the front line. Yeah, they're just choking it. Uh, skills acquired. Fitz and company learn and grow. What new skills were shown in this section? I love Fit that Fitz learned how to give sick-ass burns. <laughs> He's Dutiful. And them through a peephole. Dutiful learned how to break just... a skill command. Which is kind of bananas. That's true. And also, yeah. like, how is Fitz going to be the fucking skill master when literally everybody <laughs> else has better skills, <laughs> skill skills than him? Fitz's only job question. as skill master is just to be like, don't get lost in the skill river. If he could stop taking drugs, he would be a powerhouse. <laughs> I'm sure of it. It's not even just the drugs. He just has to get out of his own way. Because, like, Beautiful <laughs> is just like, oh, he's got a skill hold on me. I'll just undo that. Whereas Fitz would be like, he has a skill hold on me. Oh my god, what does this mean for my I wife? Will, and I'm a bastard. I'll and put I'm up my dad. Oh. And like, 75 pages <laughs> later, he'd be like, I can't do it. I'm just stuck like this. Yeah, it's like the only move he has I have is a to set his block. walls, and it's like you can't set your wall. You got to take your wall down so you can do some a combo move. And he's like, I can only set yeah. walls. Like, well, you can only advance to level three. You gotta know. In order Kung to beat the boss in level four, you have to learn how to do the combo move. Up, down, left, right. Yeah. Baby, start. Whereas you know. Dutiful just presses buttons and he just gets it right. Yeah, yeah, he's a but button like master. we've seen it's other characters like, who got skill blasted and they couldn't break it. So I mean, to me, that says that Doodle is even stronger than them. Or Fitz but just that's... isn't very good at setting skill commands. I don't think Dutiful's actually like that smart or good at anything. I think he's just got like a game genie or something. He's like lucked out. He rolled the dice and it was good. He got he won the lottery. He's just naturally Natural talented. 20. He's just got the good. Yeah, he's totally a fit. He's Neo. He is a fits <laughs> to the core and he's just like lucked out with all of the right all the right things in life. I think Fitz is a bumbling well, idiot and Dutiful is less the go chocobo. <laughs> bumbling, but I don't know. I mean, Nettle seems to be very good at what she's well, doing. Literally, well. everybody is better than Fitz. But I really think, like, just Shade like... still can't do. Well, shit. but we don't even know if Shade has the skill, and he was stunted for fireworks. the first ninety years of his life. So I don't think that really counts. Shade has fireworks. But I feel like Shade's out on the beach blowing himself up. <laughs> I feel like the first time that that well, I feel like Fitz was skilling before he realized what he was doing. And then yes. I, f like, he always had easy. that innate ability with the magic. And then the first moment that he connected with Galen, like, he was very strong in it. And right. It, like, it felt good, and he was, like, good at it, and Galen was freaked the fuck out by it. So I feel like if he hadn't been so messed up by him, then I don't feel like all of this would have been a problem. But I feel like since Galen was like, you can't skill... Fitz is like, I can't skill, and it's still there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Ga Galen, Galen is brought up almost every chapter. He is brought I mean, up a lot. not every chapter, but it's brought up a lot, like, just constantly. He's gonna come back from the dead. You know what happens for that you have fucking a bad teacher? Third grade teacher you had that <laughs> yeah. was really mean to you.
Um, uh, let's see. Animal assists. Uh, we saw fennel for a second and uh, didn't bring any fish. Gilly killed a rat. Gilly did kill that wet rat, which is great for Gilly. Gilly's already earning Gold his Gold star feet. Gilly. He's earning his raisins. Is it sad that Gilly and Thick want the same things? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> let's see. A red whistle. Some candy cake. cakes. Raisins. It's all about the raisins. Pink raisins. sugar cake and deal. raisins. Shout out, because I like raisins, And a red too. scarf. A that red all scarf. sounds good to me. A red scarf from that motherfucker <laughs> who probably doesn't deserve his red scarf. <laughs> Next up is was the fool there and how fabulous was she or The fool was not quite so fabulous this time like they were for a millisecond when they got super gussied up and then maybe for date night a little bit but then the fool really just melted down. First off that little posy, the little black and white uh-huh. posy. And then he wore it. That's like old. That was like the old fool to me. It's well, yeah, it's not it's like Lord so too. I know when he mentioned Ratsy, yeah. I'm like, oh, whatever happened to Ratsy? I hope he's in like a museum somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, Fitz can make him a new Ratsy out of all the dead Rats he's collecting. Dead right? rats. Yeah. I brought you a gift. Fitz Misery the Bastard has a moment heroics tantrum is extremely bad decisions. This is when I put in a gif of Captain America (laughs) sitting on a chair and getting ready to lecture us. So I put, so you just got dared to slay a dragon. Um, I also put, so you just realized that your best guy friend has a whole secret life as a woman and they love you. (laughs) That they don't, they are in love with you. Yes. Not just so love you. a strange lizard man wants you to help a dragon that knows your secret identity. <laughs> <laughs> so you called your ex a stupid bitch to her face. <laughs> <laughs> it's very sensitive information on you. So you just got dumped by your rebound girl. <laughs> I like when he's just standing outside and she's just like, oh, for the love of God, just come in. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably raining. <laughs> I really liked when he, uh, when uh, Sponge's dad came in and started like, "Where is my daughter? Where is your son?" And he like drops into a fighting stance and puts his hand on his sword. <laughs> it's like, wow, okay, yeah, kill you him. better lower <laughs> your voice. Didn't he also get a fancy sword from the fool in this section before they went riding? He did, yeah. He did get a fancy sword. So he can stop calling it his ugly sword. Buckled on my ugly sword. sword. (laughs) My uncle, the ugly sword I found that I found in a trash pile while I was waiting for my clothes to get made. What does Vanja's father do? What's his job? We don't know. know. Is he like the inn? inn He's the local angry man. Yeah, he's just a local <laughs> angry a local dad angry. that just is like always being overprotective. Okay, it's like a. It's, I feel like we need to know blacksmith or I don't know. Hopefully not carpenter, a <laughs> right? Hopefully not someone that big, big and strong enough to take fits on for realties. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, last but not least, so you're losing your grip on everything. <laughs> Fitz has no control. 
it seems like the harder he tries to control that's the like every episode we've ever recorded though <laughs> <laughs> uh next up is but did you die important events and predictions about what's oh, coming man. up who even the fuck knows we go going to slay a dragon that may or may not exist this shit's tattoo she's got tattoos that are on fire on her back we ain't even know who her mama is there's a mysterious she and Tintaglia. I like I'm not convinced that she is a human at all. I don't know. But then would a non-human she have sent her that weird little titty dress to wear to that event? I don't know. (laughs) 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 That's true. I just love how they're like, just just bed bed the prince and i'm like she's 12 she's a baby she's like i'm not even like, she's like i can't even do that yet she that probably hasn't it. even had like, her first like, pick a yet. different like, girl where shit goes yeah like pick, pick you should have picked a different girl for this mission because <laughs> she is not equipped um what made you cry nothing well i think thick finally getting to like tell someone what he needed was nice. It was nice. It did. It did not make him cry. I hope. Hopefully, Fitz actually follows through <laughs> and doesn't completely fail. Right. He's Thick, just gathering like children. Skill to blast him through a fucking brick it wall. Was, <laughs> it was a little disappointing to feel like maybe there was this whole inner life that uh, the fool was experiencing that that you know Fitz just didn't couldn't be part of or didn't know how to be part of or wouldn't let himself. You know, like there's just you. Ex- there must be a lot of inner pain there. Well, he said it. It it, not, it. it was an affront to his dignity because he wasn't part of like he didn't know. But he also felt betrayed because he felt yeah. like he well, wasn't trusted. It's not fair that like he's shared everything at the request of the fool and like been open and honest about everything that he's been through. And you know, Fitz isn't great at sharing his emotions, and then the fool isn't giving him the same courtesy so now their friendship is all out of alignment that is true that is true they're gonna have to have it out i mean fitz also never believes half of what the fool says so (laughs) so maybe the fool is like well maybe i won't tell him i dress as a woman for like you know several years maybe that would be weird for him maybe well and then there's the question too i still have my questions about the fool slash amber slash lord golden's identity of themselves and how fluid are they or do they have a preference of one way or the other i don't know not that it matters but i'm interested (laughs) um fashions from bingtown i like jack's outfit there's so many fashions lots of fashions got some flame jewels somehow i don't think like ketrickin's gonna wear that but we'll see (laughs) I think I like the Out Islanders like super flashy barbarian chic looks though, where they're like <laughs> really nice finery and cloth, but then like jewelried out the wazoo. I like while yeah, still having like arms that are like as big as a tree trunk. It's how I envision it. So I like the full yeah, black yeah. outfit that he went on his date in. Yeah, very very subtle, like, very chic. Arkon's like, fashion show. Archon what? Archon's fashion show. Yeah. Archon has been availing himself of the fashions of... He has been. He's like, And he's a total brute, so it's funny. 
He's like he's he probably looks like uh, Henry Cavill shoved into the jacket. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I look good though. I look good. <laughs> I look real good, like shiny. Did Fitz fits it so many times? Yeah. Yeah. Always. <laughs> he was yeah. just constantly fitzing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, reminder for next reading section: we're gonna do Golden Fool chapters fifteen through nineteen. This has been Buckkeep Radio. You can email us at buckkeepradio at gmail and let us know if we can read your email on air because we're going to try to do some more of that. Um, and I'm Rachel. You can find me at Darth Rachel on Twitter and Darth underscore Rachel on Instagram. I'm Alyssa and I am at AlyssaMaynard.com. Uh, I'm Jenny and you can find me at FacesFray on Instagram. I'm Eli and you can find me at Cosplay on Instagram. I'm Ashley, and I'm on Instagram at Ladybird Parker. And I was Joey. You can find me at PowerKid.exe on Instagram. Da, da, da. All right, next up is spoilers. We did it. episode we're not going to spend a long time on spoilers i don't know i just love it i love it i love just also i get every the little posy here's the thing do you think that the the maid the one that's recognized the fool as lord golden it's making him the posies do you think that the maid also knows who fitz is i remember none of these things i cannot contribute to this conversation i don't so the flower the go ahead go ahead the, the the posy, the black and white, like, you know, lace flower thing, mm-hmm. is from this maid. She works in the kitchen somewhere, and she has figured out, because she was, if you remember, there was a person who, there was a maid who, like, used to bring the fool things. She liked him. I do not and Is it the same maid? It's her. She's still there, and because she was so enamored of the fool she instantly recognizes lord golden as the fool and so she's been leaving him she's been leaving him these posies on his food trays because she knows who he is and she's just kind of like hey you know but the fool thinks that they're from fits yeah oh my god which is why he was like i'm gonna wear it on our little date (laughs) so sad but i was thinking about this the other day i was like oh you know if she was enamored of the fool enough to like kind of watch him obviously she watched him then she probably knows fits too she probably knows exactly yeah he doesn't get a flower so i mean there's there's a part of me that wants to say that like i've been there and i know that like you're interested in somebody and you only see them and like you pretty much you ignore everything else but you also notice the people they're around all the time, I'm sure. And Fitz, I don't think, has probably changed that much. Compared to, like, The Fool has probably changed a lot. Fitz right. isn't, 
his just, nose is broken funny. and he's got a white streak in his hair, whatever. But like he's <laughs> Yeah. If she can notice the fool, she notices him. I'm sure of it. I can't remember if it's already happened in this section or if it was one of the sections before, but like he was in the kitchen and she actually comes up to him and she's like, are you bringing that food to Lord Golden? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, wait, you have to get the posy. And so she like runs to get the posy and puts it on the yeah. tray. And he's like, he's like, cool. So she's like, she's like directly interacting with him. So she definitely, I don't know. I just think it's cute that she's so trustworthy that she would never, that not only does she not betray Lord Golden, but she also doesn't betray Fitz. Like she's probably like seen and observed a lot of things, you know, over the yeah. years. Do you think she ships it? No, I think she ships herself. <laughs> but yeah, it's so freaking sad that like the fool thinks that the posies are from Fitz because he's the one bringing the trays in. It's just like they really just need to talk. Uh, they do, and it's bad. Oh. Oh, I mean, yeah. every cycle. Oh, it's gonna be. Yeah, it's my He's favorite like, and now part. we've had that conversation, so you put that in my brain. Thanks. Next for that. week's gonna suck. <laughs> I mean, it's it's great in like a dig the knife in deeper kind of way. Like, see, I remember none of this, so it's just gonna be like reading it for the first time. I'm really gonna change it to barely a new, barely a rereader when I. <laughs> if you don't remember this, I what don't do you remember. <laughs> Very this broad is like the one part. I don't remember any oh, of the man. details. I remember very broad strokes. Um, when, do, yeah, when, when does he? That... When does he tell the fool like, "Hey, I've seen these dragon tattoos on that chest," and the fool goes, "I have them too." Well, that's that's the uh, thing. The next section, because that's what prompts him to to be like, "I have something to show." Okay. So, so I love that. So he like confronts the fool over the fact that there were the, all these rumors and he listened to Jack and and the fool talk and confronts them because he's like, hey, uh, everybody thinks that we're betting together and I hate this. And it pisses the fool off and they don't talk forever. And so all this important shit is going down and they're not talking at all. And it's... Yep. Even Shade's like, are you still not talking to the fucking fool? Because it's really annoying. It would be more useful if you guys would talk. I know. I like when he, in this section where he's just like, you two are useless. <laughs> yeah. It sucks. But it's when he, because then he, he does know, I think, I think, I forget, they're alone when, when fit, when the fool shows him the tattoos, though. It's not a, um. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not, like, at the request of Shade or anything. So I think it's when they're having that conversation, maybe. I can't remember, but I know it's... <coughs> Excuse me. Because he's like, well, I have something to show you. He's like, and then he, like, you know, he's, like, very careful about when he undoes his clothing so that you can only see his back. And the mystery persists. But I love... I actually really love that. I love that... Hob never answers that definitively because it's not important. It goes back to that like plumbing comment, you know, yeah. where it's like who cares? It's A plus. Yep. <laughs> it's perfect. Uh but yeah, I don't know. I just it just the freaking posies slay me. <laughs> like they just every time they're mentioned, it's so sad. But I think every arc has this, like, moment where they stop talking to each other. Like, every every trilogy has that, like, we're mad at each other and we're not going to talk. 
so frustrating. They are very frustrating. All right. Anything else you guys want to cover for before we hit next week? Mm. What do they get on the ships? How how much longer do we have? At the end. At the, at okay. the end. It's like, it's like <laughs> the beginning of the next book, maybe even. And then like because Riddle they, randomly shows up. Riddle! And you're like, who, who's this guy? Who cares? And then like all the horrible shit happens to Riddle and you're like, oh, I sure hope he has a happy end. Uh. You get to deal with Fitz for the rest of your fucking life. <laughs> Son-in-law! <laughs> Yay! Son in Right? And when I remember when, when Riddle was introduced, I thought he was much older, so when he does hook up with Nettle, I was like, inappropriate. I remember you saying that. We had a long conversation about when the fuck Riddle showed up. Yeah. Riddle shows up on the mission, and then he dies. He he die, He kills his friend, and takes his clothes, and then like is like a zombie stuck in that hole. Yep, remember none of this. Great. Good to know. And then when Fitz kills that, when he when Fitz kills uh, what's her fuck, and destroys the stone and returns everyone to their body, he comes back. So he's like a forged person. I do have a vague memory of that. Yeah. And that's when Fitz is like, "Oh shit, people can come back from being forged." <laughs> Whoopsies. Oops. <laughs> Yikes. Thinks about all those people Ooh. he killed with poison bread. Okay. Well then, if that's it, we will end. Long episode. Okay. Alright. Hitting stop. Bye. 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 <laughs>